Daily Double Dungeon Radio Show. Double Dungeon Radio Show. I'm becoming a pro wrestler, Adi. What do you think about that? Like, in the pandemic? Like, right now? I figure right now is the time to get in when Vince McMahon just fired everybody from the WWE. Why, you think that means they're openings? I mean, probably. You can work out in the backyard. There you go. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take steroids. I need steroids. All right. Oh, no, not steroids. No, I know. Steroids. Steroids. I didn't know you were going in this direction. Phrase of the day. Phrase of the day? Yeah. Liberate and then like five different states. I don't know if this, this obviously oh, didn't see. Trump, Trump tweeted out today, liberate and then Michigan, North Carolina, like three states, four states. And what he was saying is liberate. He means like release and it's time to get over the quarantines. And what's hilarious to me is that we just covered last night that he is the one, the White House is the one responsible for a new protocol call to get America back to work where they said they're supposed to do two-week checkpoints where if after two weeks the rate of hospitalization and, and uh, mortality has gone down at all, then you are allowed to open up slightly more. And this right. was a recommendation to the governors. So Trump did a big, long press conference with that last night. And then this morning he's tweeting, liberate yourselves. It's time to throw off the shackles yeah, of not supposed to make sense. oppression. It doesn't make any sense. And that's something that is worrisome to me. And I brought it up earlier that... Um, and I am not someone that believed in Russiagate, but this is a, a classic tactic that is how Putin grabbed power, is that he hired a guy who used to work in theater um, and was kind of an uh, avant-garde uh, guy who was thinking outside of the box. And what he came up with is that Putin should fund both people who are extremely pro-Russia, meaning fascist right-wing groups and he should also pro uh fund people who are protesting russia so that you never really know who what russia is doing or who russia is behind and so everything that you ever thought you could believe in is thrown into confusion and therefore you believe nothing and therefore whatever putin wants to do is fine and that's kind of where we're at yeah uh, wow i'm not even somebody who's super into again into russia gate or anything like that but this is this is the same exact kind of tactics where he does something publicly and then also is behind the scenes encouraging people to right. protest. That's scary. So not good. This cup of coffee is the best part of the entire day right here. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. I brewed it nice and strong, too. You do look like you're enjoying it, for sure. Um, so, grocery store update. Okay. I went. To, I had to go to Key Food today, and this was an actual had to go. This wasn't just yes. me going there. And I got an entire huge bag of groceries, massive bag of groceries, right? It was a big bag. It was a significant amount. Yes. Um, and so I got... Uh, We'll talk about it later, but I got stuff to fix the soup that I made last night, and it came out amazing. So good. And um, yeah. while I was at the grocery store, everybody had face masks on except for one or two people. 
the bacon section was completely wiped out. And this is a larger topic that we should touch on. Uh, but the bacon section was wiped out. There was zero milk except for skim milk, which is weird. There's almost always milk available. So the reason that bacon is interesting is that Smithfield Farms was just closed down because of... They said that there was an infestation. It's a big provider. Not infestation. There was a massive mass infection of coronavirus at their plant. Hmm. And that a majority of the workers had it, so they had to shut down the plant. Smithfield Farm was just recently in the past few years purchased in large part by a subsidiary of the Chinese government. Oh, really? Yes. And China has been trying to buy up a lot of American food production companies so that they can corner the market on food, which some people have said food is the new oil. Um, the fact that Smithfield Farms, out of all of them, just got closed down. It's one of, uh, I believe it's over 25% of the bacon market and pork market in general, um, is interesting, especially with the way that they are trying to lash out at China. We'll see if anything more comes from this. Right. It's just something to be aware of. Very interesting point. Um, but yes, I, I didn't expect it to go from, you know, uh, like I, I, I had been reporting is that the meat section had been well stocked and reasonably full this entire time. And then all of a sudden it was completely wiped out. The milk was completely gone. I had to go to our, our corner deli to find any milk at all. And they didn't have any of the uh, milk except for whole gallons, which is not what we usually buy. We usually buy uh, three ounces of milk at a time straight from the cow. Wait, what? And I buy it in a Ziploc bag. And then, what? Daily Double. Um, Wuhan, the province, just recently started allowing uh, customers to eat out again at restaurants. And there is a major issue in that no one is going out to eat in restaurants anymore. Um, they're wondering if the restaurant uh. industry will recover in a reasonable time frame or if it's going to kill off all of the current businesses. Uh, it, of course, will not kill off all restaurant eating forever. Right. Because even the ancient Romans had restaurants. I don't know if you know about this, but they did. No. Um, ancient, I, I, one fun fact, I, when I was a kid, I used to have these ancient Rome books and I loved reading them. And they were the horrible history series, which I, who knows how well researched they were. But they talked about how ancient Romans actually used to have markets where they would go and buy dinner, like to go, take out, basically. Really? Yeah, and they would people would have stalls, and they would have clay pots and stuff that they would just fill with food, and you would buy a, f a thing of food and take it home and eat that for dinner. Oh, that's funny. So they had takeout stuff. So restaurants obviously are going to be fine, but they're wondering if uh, it might take too long. It might take a long, t long enough time that all of the current restaurants will fold, or you know, the ma vast majority, outside of ones that are have been around for a long time and have a big bankroll. Right. You're uh, the global cases surpasses 2 million people, which to me sounds exceedingly low based on the models that we were seeing at the beginning. Um, I don't know if that's due to lack of testing, which it very well could be, or if it is due to less contagious than they initially thought. Maybe the testing, they were testing in areas that were particularly hard hit to begin with, because we were initially told that it was for every one case, there was going to be three new infections. Uh, roughly 2.6, 2.4, something like that. Um, and this is not holding up. We'll see. I'm not a denier. I'm just saying that it is definitely far off of the models that we were given. Yeah. So we'll see. 
See see what it turns out. In the end? Yeah, we'll see. Um, the curves in Italy are flattening. That's Just good. not right? in the way that we have been saying. Everybody's been saying since the beginning that we have to flatten the curve. Uh, the curve is no longer a curve. It is a flat line. They have had the exact or roughly the same mortality oh, rate yeah. for over a week now every day. So if you look at the chart, it looks like a curve up, a bell curve up, and then a bell curve down. And then all of a sudden it stops going down and just kind of stretches across for about a week now. Oh, is that so, where we are in New York? That could be. Um, Cuomo was warning about a plateau for a while. He was saying maybe yeah. it's not a curve, maybe it's a plateau. And that's what they're seeing in Italy is that it's a plateau. Um, I mean, the numbers have looked yeah. kind of like well, that. We had a, we had that mass jump the other day because they added 3,700 3, people in yeah. that were presumed. Um, I don't know. We're, I'm going to just keep monitoring. It's a high plateau. Yeah, yeah. It's very That's, sad. We'll see. Hopefully uh, they can get things under control. We'll see. Hope uh, so. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, some politics. That series of Trump tweets today had me realizing that the way that the political discussion has worked for the past three years, and I just barely put this together today, which is dumb because it's pretty obvious. The way that it works is Donald Trump says he thinks something, something should happen. And he starts saying it in his press conferences. Fox News then reports on what Donald Trump is saying. People who watch Fox News then start believing what uh, what Fox News is saying, and they start protesting in order to bring about whatever change Donald Trump says should be happening. Fox News then reports on the protests, saying the people want this. Donald Trump watches Fox News and says, hey, look, the people want what I've been talking about. And it's I have proof today because uh, there was a, a series of tweets where somebody was detailing his tweeting about liberate Michigan, liberate wherever and what they realized is that if you looked at the timestamp on the tweets everything that he was tweeting about had aired on fox news less than five minutes ahead of time but state by state breakdown um so he's just what he's watching and then he's talking about what he sees on fox news but what he says is also being reported on on fox news it's like a two-way street between idiots <laughs> i mean doesn't he have other things to do uh you would think, except like we covered the other day, he's got apparently more than two hours a day to do a live call-in talk show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and again, it takes more than two hours to produce a two-hour talk show, even if you're the talent and all you do is right. walk on set. So, yeah, I, 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 who knows what he's up to? He's he's done the most golfing out of any president, which is not something I usually fault people for, but he was the one that right. was out there attacking everybody for golfing so much. Right. Um, right. Yeah, I He's, I don't know. He's something special. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yes. Daily Double. Uh, Bernie Sanders came out today saying that he thinks the media cost him the nomination. The and media. The media. And all I have to say okay. to that is, no crap, dude. Good job. Way to, way to come to the realization that we all had. We played that clip yesterday of the Biden voter who was actually a Bernie voter but had been tricked very, yeah. very easily into voting for Biden, then Amy Klobuchar, and then Elizabeth Warren, and not even mentioning Bernie Sanders, even though he was a Bernie Sanders supporter. Right. 
um, there was the the best case or the best uh, way I can explain how bad the media is is during 2016. Bernie Sanders was drawing huge rallies. He was having very large gatherings, like he he did this year as well. He filled the entire Tacoma Dome. That's twenty, I think it was twenty eight thousand people, at a time when Joe Biden was struggling to get a gym, a school gym, a high school gym full of people yeah. to come see him. In twenty sixteen, Bernie Sanders was having these massive rallies, and what was Fo- or what was CNN covering? What was MSNBC covering? And I saw this in in person. They were covering. Donald Trump's empty podium saying we're expecting Donald Trump to come sp- come up and speak anytime at his rally in wherever. Yeah. And then after at the, at the uh, end of the election, they're wondering why Donald Trump could have possibly won. It's because all they did for nine months, almost a year, was cover Donald Trump every single opportunity they could. He got billions. They estimated billions of dollars in free publicity just by exploiting the media. And the fact that the news media absolutely refuses to cover fairly anything that Bernie Sanders was doing. He's getting zero publicity. So of course the media is what caused him. Uh, it's And another thing is we were talking yesterday about, um, they were saying that Biden is losing the internet. That was one of Bernie Sanders strongest suits was the internet. So I don't know. The Democrats just kind of shot themselves in the face. We'll see what happens in yeah. November. Um, one thing that always bothers me when people say, if you don't vote for this person, that is a vote for this other person. One of the things that really bothers me about that is that we're all ignoring this larger issue that's going on, which is the wackiness of electronic voting that's going on, where none of our votes are counting for anything in some places, some regions around the country. There are regions where it appears that voting software is locked to set voting percentages at certain percents for, for the candidate that they want to win. Uh, where, for example, a candidate, this is just an example that I'm pulling out, uh, I'm making up, but this is similar to things that happen in real life. The candidate that they that want to win. Happen yeah, in that, real life. that you want to win. Okay. The candidate that they want to win will get 45% of the vote in every county in a, that entire region of the state. 45% exactly. And every other candidate will get set percentages. Well, how can they get away with that? Because nobody's reporting on it. The media is completely not reporting on it. For example, during the the primary this year, uh, Joe Biden won every single county in Michigan, which had previously, just the previous election, gone to Bernie Sanders. Even the urban metropolitan uh, sections, which were heavily favored for Bernie Sanders. And you had people on CNN not questioning why that would be that right this region that was in all of the polling supposed to very heavily favor bernie sanders would go to biden instead what they were saying is well this looks terrible for bernie what did he do wrong and yeah. everybody hates him obviously let's get him and this is again the, tying into the media he never came out questioning why they're covering that or why the numbers were that way so they sued in in one uh one of the early primary states they sued to try and get the vote tallies Oh, right. Protected. Which state was that? I don't remember. Michi- yeah. It might have been Michigan. No, it wasn't Michigan. It was one of the early ones. It was early Ohio, on. Ohio, yeah. Iowa, something like that. Um, but yeah, he didn't He didn't come out strong enough to call out uh, the obvious fraud that was happening. And so therefore, he, if you're not calling it out, they're going to just keep doing it. Therefore, you're going to lose. So 
It was dumb. Bad tactics. Bad tactics. I don't know why I'm playing this, but I'm playing this. <laughs> <laughs> I clicked the wrong. I clicked the wrong button, oh, but we're gonna listen okay. to it. <laughs> so random. Well, I don't know why. I, there we go. <laughs> um, Mayor Pete shaved his head. Oh, he did. He why? Did, uh, like a week ago. I don't know why. And I've why seen. Why would he him, do that? He's been in quarantine, and he decided to shave his head, and he looks terrible. Number one, he looks like he absolutely awful. And number two. It looks worse every single time I see him. Like, you would think it would grow out, but no, it looks worse every single time. And I've seen this before in uh, lab rats when they're, quarant- or when they're stuck in a, in a cage all by themselves. They, they actually start molting and they lose hair. So that's like, obviously what's happening. What? He's, he's obviously, you know, oh, losing I, hair. I don't... That's what happens to rats stuck I, in their cage. I don't know what to say about this. Let's go to the last segment. I'm I'm putting the brakes on. We're going back to politics. Wait, here I'm going to play the clip, the the segment. Okay, we're back in politics real quick. Nice. Um, I forgot to play this clip. I'm not even going to. I'm not going to comment. All I'm going to say is this is a clip today from an uh, I believe MSNBC interview with Joe Biden. I'm not going to do it. You decide for yourself. This is unedited. Joe Biden. I sat with a guy yesterday on on a telephone. And he's telling me, he said, I don't know. He said, look, I, 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 I worked at the hospital. And he said, then I, I got I got myself in a position where I got the virus. So they quarantined me and and they put me in the hospital and I made it out. And so I'm out. But they don't want me with my family. I'm on the third floor. I spent 15 minutes on the phone with them saying, he said, I have a three-year-old and a four-year-old. And they come to the door outside and they just knock on the door and say, Daddy, Daddy, can I see you, Daddy? Can I see you, Daddy? So we spent time going through it. I used to do it with my kids when they were little and I couldn't see them. And we'd play games. I said, knock, make up a game. Knock, knock on the door and say, this is, you know, practical things. The guy's scared to death. And he's, yeah. he's worried about his children. He's worried about his wife. I mean, these are practical things. And the president talks about this like, okay, it's going to be okay. We're going to open tomorrow. We're going to do this. I mean, it's just, I must tell you. It drives me crazy. I don't know what he doesn't understand. The end. That's it? That's it. What are you trying to say? I, you just tell me what he was talking about in the slightest. Wait, what was the question? There, the, I don't think there was a question. What I think was he was just talking. Okay. So, no judgment. That's just, that's what he sounds like in general. All right. We already played that. So, uh, end segment. We got a, uh, a call here. We received a call. We have a phone number. Oh, thanks for calling. If somebody wants to call us, they can call us at... I believe this is yet another Animal Crossing call. We are the number one Animal Crossing slash Tiger King slash Prince show on the internet, I believe. Woo! When you combine all those things together. All right. Here's our call. Hi, Double Dungeon. This is Andrea North Greenpoint um, with an Animal Crossing update. I went to my airport to ask how I could get visitors, and apparently they can generate a code for a visit during that time, or you can invite your friends, but they have to be friends on the Nintendo Online, which I don't know how to 
do. So if Opie wants to come visit my island, um, yeah, let me know and I'll generate a code and I would like to see her island too. Also, um, in other Animal Crossing news, I got a tube top from a balloon, so I gave it to the little pink duck. And the little pink duck put it on and now she looks even more funny with uh, no pants and a tube top. <laughs> That's it. Bye. Thanks. That, wow. that's pretty pretty entertaining for <laughs> being a show, a game that I don't know anything about the right? new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Um yesterday I was talking about Land Lakes Butter and I yes. retweeted uh we had a listener who had Land Lakes Butter available and did the Land Lakes thing. And if you would like to see what I was talking about in yesterday's episode, please check out Double Dungeon the number 4 the letter U on Twitter. That is our, for you. Yeah, I on retweeted Twitter. it. If you need to see this weird Land O'Lakes monstrosity. Talk to us on Twitter. Double dungeon for you. Um, let's go to the next uh, thing. Daily Double. Uh, Adi, they've announced that there is a new iPhone SE. Well, I should say oh, the I new iPhone that. SE is coming out. Yeah. They, they announced it a long time ago. It's way bigger. It's significantly bigger. I thought they said it was going to be small. Yeah, it's and small just bigger for now. than the old it's one. Significantly bigger than the old. It's the size really? of what some of the old phones were. It's like a full five-inch phone. It's the same size as the phone that I have, probably. So. I just want like a newer version of what I have. They're coming. The small nice phones are coming. People are getting tired of these giga- gigantic monster phones. Um, small phones are I coming. Just, I just drop all of them. They fall out of my pocket. I, I drop big phones. It's terrible. They go in the toilet mostly, right? Yeah, they fall in my pocket. It's the toilet. <laughs> Disaster. So you don't want one, in other words. Oh. Okay, fine. I just thought today of the perfect quarantine song for you and me. I, I doubt it it's already. By, but it's by a band okay. called American Angel, and I'm going to play a clip now. um i fixed that soup that i made yesterday it was a potato corn chicken chowder and it came out how did it come out oh it's so good it's delicious i I did it as i added more corn some frozen peas uh, a bit more milk and then i added some of the cheese that is my not government subsidy cheese it was my work subsidy work subsidy cheese um and it came out very excellent and i as i was explaining the secret to these creamy soups like a chowder is that you have to when you are sauteing the the vegetables the onion the celery the carrot before you add the stock you've got butter in there or oil and you need to add a lot of flour and then you need to cook it this this is a key right here you got to cook it for a few minutes and stir it constantly because what you're doing is you're making the roux, but you have to cook it or else the, the flour is going to taste raw and it's going to taste like kind of cookie dough in a weird way. And so then after that, you need to add your stock and you preferably want to use cold or room temperature at, at most stock. If you have hot stock and you add that in, you're going to get a bunch of lumps. So when I'm, when, if I have hot stock, like I had yesterday was hot stock. What I do is I actually take a separate pot and I'll make the roux in that. And then I'll take the hot stock out of the pot and put it in um, 
all at once as fast as I can. And then I'll whisk, 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 as fast as you can to make like a, a thick gruel. And then I'll add, after that's all the lumps are worked out, I'll add that back into the main pot. Um, because if you just go straight into the main pot, it's going to make a bunch of lumps and your soup's going to have weird, not dumpling dumplings in it. Yeah. So, but then when you add the heavy cream at the end, your soup is actually going to taste richer than if you didn't use the roux because the mouthfeel is so thick because of the flour. So that's a secret. That's my secret that I learned from the greasy fat guy who <laughs> is uh, Daddy Jack. Daddy Jack, I highly recommend his channel. He's, again, not the great. He's not the greatest chef. His techniques aren't the best, but he is. It is a style of cooking that I have. I had zero experience in, and now I feel much more comfortable cooking because he literally throws heavy cream in everything, and he yeah, puts a I've lot. I've seen it. Yeah, he puts a like. There was one recipe where he was making Alfredo or something. He put in. It had to be like six ounces of heavy cream into one serving of pasta. And then he was stirring, 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 cooking, cooking, cooking. This is the other thing is that he always cooks everything on high. Everything's on full blast. Everything's like boiling like crazy. He's stirring, stirring, stirring. And then he got almost done and he was like, I think that needs more heavy cream. And he added more heavy cream. It was so much heavy <laughs> cream. I'm sure it tasted delicious, but ah, dang, that was a lot of cream. <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's get out of here. Let's go do something else. All right. Heavy cream, heavy cream, heavy cream, heavy cream, heavy cream, heavy cream. I'm going to go drink some half and half. <laughs> okay.